It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, Wizards fans, and welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver, my guy, Brandon Scott. Today, we have special guest, Wayne Cole, Washington Wizards and Washington Mystics beat reporter. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Wayne, how you feeling today, man? Man, I'm feeling good, feeling good. Um, if y'all feeling good, I'm feeling even greater. Just, a, <laughs> just appreciate y'all having me on, man. It means a lot. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to get you on. We see you. Um, you're doing your thing. You've been, you know, at Media Day. You know, mm-hmm. uh, been a great reporter, giving great insight. We just, uh, I read. We both read the article that you did that you put out yesterday. So, okay. Um, if you guys want to go to Wayne's Twitter page, I'll, I'll pull up. Uh, Wayne's page is at Wayne Cole, W A Y N E C O L E, or that's a zero actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On Twitter, so make sure you guys follow him. So we just wanted to start off. Uh, with a couple of questions. Um, the Wizards play tomorrow in Japan. I'm, we're mm-hmm. both excited for that. I can't wait against the Golden State Warriors. But they did have their media day a couple of days ago. So what what stood out to you the most on the Washington Wizards media day? Ironically, just as I put in the article, like it was a camaraderie that I really haven't seen before from the Wizards. It just felt like everybody really cares about each other. Um, they got each other's backs. It was more we than I. So I feel like fans should really be excited because not only is it just a Wizards thing, it's more of like a, it's a really like a DC family. Talking to Monte Morris, he said, look, not only should the players have a chip on their shoulder, the media, but the fans as well. Like we're underdogs. So we really have to, you know, from a fan perspective, a player, a media, like kind of give it everything we got as, as a whole collective. So it just felt like a family atmosphere. And, um, Really haven't got that vibe before, but it just feels like everybody is in this together. And I, I really appreciated that. Definitely, yeah. Um, you know, Wes talked about that father. I mean, uh, Monte talked mm-hmm. about that father-son relationship with Wes Unso Jr. Brad talked about chemistry. A lot of guys brought that up. 
Um, you know, Kuz has known Monte since, you know, they were kids in middle school, mm-hmm. elementary school and whatnot. He's known uh, DeLon Wright for a long time, too. And then last year, you know, there was just a lot of conflict and a lot of disagreement in the locker room last year that, that right. we've heard, you know, a lot of guys, you know, you know, disagreements over minutes and, and, and different things like that. So it's good to see that this year that the chemistry has been a huge focus. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Barton from Baltimore, like mm-hmm. you said, DC, DMV family. Yeah. Um, just a lot of familiarity, Nuggets guys coming in. So I think um, the more we over eyes is going to be huge. And that, that's really what they it looks like. That's what they focused on, on over the offseason for sure. Yeah, and and then you kind of touched on it. It's like that uh, when you know somebody. So the fact that Coach West knew Monte and Will, and it just seemed like they didn't miss a beat. And even Monte said, "You know what? I like that Coach West can can give it to me straight. Like not, oh, come on, Monte, get you know you should have did this. He can he can kind of light a fire on him that only kind of Coach West can do. So it was that accountability piece. Also, hearing Brad say, "Look, you know, I signed the contract. It's on me." So whether we win or lose, put the blame on me. Uh, even if we lose, don't look at any man in that locker room. Look at me. So it's like he's taking that that accountability piece. Like, look, I'm I'm willing to take everything. He's not ducking from anything. Um, and then to, to see, as we talk about that family piece, his having coach travel and see all the guys this offseason, the players talk about how that meant to them. So I feel like chemistry starts in the offseason. It's like what you do in the offseason matters. You can't build your muscle and start shooting at the beginning of the season, got to put that work in. So that's what all the guys who just said, like, again, I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but <laughs> you just you just see that camaraderie. Um, even, I'll give another example. Like, they went out to L.A. and and they started, and and and, and uh, Kuz said just, that's where it started from. You know, everybody's mature, they're personable. Uh, they care about the work they're putting in. It's not really about stats. It's what can get the Washington Wizards to the best place. So when you hear stuff like that, you got to get excited. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Corey Kisper said that there are a bunch of low maintenance guys that just want to hoop. And I, mm-hmm. I love that Brad is taking that accountability. He is the guy that, you know, he got he got the big contract. You know, he got the no trade clause and the the 15% trade kicker. So it uh, it's everything starts and ends with him. Same thing with Kuz and Porzingis. But Brad is that number one guy. So. I love the accountability. I'm I'm excited to see what Brad does this year. Yeah, especially uh, you know, he, he was saying he learned patience. So when you get something taken away from you, we know with the wrist injury, it, it makes you want it that much more. Um mm-hmm. and as we as we seen in, you know, at Media Day and uh well not media training camp, the shot looks good. Uh he looks like the same old Brad that you know we grew to love. Um so I, that was encouraging to see. You know, coach wants to, like okay, you said, like just broken back slowly. But from a shooting standpoint, he looks like the same old Brad. No, I love that. Yeah. If it, I mean, I, from what I saw, can't go wrong. So, um, also speaking of shooting, Roy Hachimura, uh, seen mm-hmm. him shoot a lot of threes, asked him personally. He said, you know, he, he worked on his mid range, the three pointer, and uh, just strength, but. He's knocking down that that three pointer on a very consistent basis. And again, I know it was training camp, but and the player said, "My eyes, um, again, a lot to be excited for." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Rui. I saw a picture of him where over in Japan yesterday or this morning, and it was just a lot of reporters, microphones in his face, all kinds of things. I mean, he's the man of the hour. You know, they're, yeah. they're going to Japan for Rui. You know, and showcasing him. So this is huge and. 
He had a big leap last year from the three-point line, shooting 44% from the three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big year for him. It's a contract year for him, too. And and he can really fill it up, and he can really score. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what Rui can do this year. This It's a big year for him. He's so talented. Um, you know, he's had double-doubles. He had a big playoff game against the Sixers. Um, you know, and then he missed a lot of time last year, but he, he was able to bounce back and, and take advantage of the opportunity, and he improved in certain certain parts of his game. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up. So it's like that's a twofold thing. With him being from Japan, he is, as one Japanese reporter told me, think of like uh, who's your biggest American superstar. So like a, you would say mm. like LeBron James. That's how Japan kind of views him over there. He's, he's such of a big megastar. He had that Olympics, and uh, it kind of took a toll on him because he was just. He said in Japan, you just play basketball year round, so he never really had the time to just kind of debrief, de-stress, and take a break. Finally had a training camp. He didn't have any national demands. Um, so it just allowed him to kind of have a, a regeneration or a rebirth, as to say. He's going over there to Japan. As as we all know, they love him over there. He's excited for this opportunity. So the fact that he was able to have a a stress-free offseason and then go into a smooth regular season, I think that'll pay dividends for him. He's already said it. he's you know, he's excited to go over there. But I think it'll really translate in his game to where he He's coming in on, on a minimal workload. So that'll only pay dividends for his game in that aspect. And then for the Japan side of it, I kind of saw it this, this summer with Rory uh, Hachimura, Rory Machida for the Mystics. Mm-hmm. Japan loves basketball. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to put in words, but just the attention, the the love they have, you know, he, he takes pride in that. So he, he wants to, you know, play well for his country. And this country is just so proud of him. And they're really, really big watching the fans. So I think this this Japan game is going to be really cool. As you said earlier, before we went air, we just decided to see basketball. So it's just a lot of excitement around this team, not just from a D.C. standpoint or DMV, but from a Japan and international standpoint. So you can see why the buzz is so big for Roy, as you saw in that picture. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I mean, we – the the buzz from Japan, not only Japan, but you know, we got people watching from Israel too with Denny. There's so mm-hmm. many fans that you know watch our channel and listen to the podcast from Israel every time we make a video about Denny playing in Eurobasket. So we got a lot of buzz from that too. But yeah, I mean the Wizards are global. Uh, mm-hmm. that's what Tommy Shepard, that's what he's looking for. And, and Taylor Yance is to reach out to that global aspect, the global audience of basketball for the Wizards. Um, you know, Rui. We got the uh, Cherry Blossom jerseys now, too. Uh-huh. Rui's been sporting those in the pictures, too. Same thing with Kuz. But, um, yeah, Brandon, w- w- what questions do you have for Wayne? Or we'll, we'll take a quick break, and then um, we'll get a question from Brandon. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, before we set on to the next question, today this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. On all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your betting wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easy way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and even golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where are the games? This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. 
but there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring, but for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Stars. So, since we are talking about Rui, as mm-hmm. you know, this is his contract year. So, my question is, how likely, in your opinion, does he sign an extension? And what factors would prevent that or would help his case in getting an extension this offseason? You know, a reporter asked him, actually, you know, this was his contract year, and he said he he's really not he's not focused on it. He said he's he's focused on the game. Um, so and that that's kind of not rare, but you know, usually guys are like, you know, it's my contract year. Again, he just said he, he wants to just show the work he's put in. He's really focused on the game. Uh if any indication, as Ed said, he shot 45% last year, 44% from the three. Um He's worked on his mid-range game. He said he's got stronger. Coach said he had a really impressive camp. Uh, if he continues to build up what he did last year, I, I would, I would pretty, I would pretty much assume, and lock him in for pretty much getting an extension for this team. Roy can play the one through the five. He said it again at media day and training camp. He's versatile. Uh, so when you have a guy like that in this type of NBA, you want, you need a guy that can go one through five. You need a guy that can shoot the three. Um, so when you add in those type of factors, I I think it would pretty much be not you know a play on words, but a lock locked on a lock for him to get that extension <laughs> if he continues to just have that trajectory as we've seen last year coming into this year. Oh yeah, I agree. Um, I think there are factors that I want to see from Rui before I would be down with an extension. Um, mm-hmm. as you said, he's a three level scorer. I mean, he can score. You know, his his yeah. three point shot has improved dramatically, and his mid range game is on point. You know, mm-hmm. he you know he's very athletic. You know, but my thing with him is defense. You know, defense, you know, especially at his position at mm-hmm. power forward. You know, very often than not, you saw him overmatched, kind of lost on defense. And to me, that would be the biggest factor that I would want to see improved. You know, to me, he's proven that he can score, but can you mm-hmm. defend? Because, look, if you, the bang down in the Eastern Conference, you got to be able to, to roll the four position. And you're going to you're gonna get, you know, look, Evan Mobley. Look, can, can really guard Evan Mobley. I'm just, you know. Right. And that's the thing about this lineup is that, you know, you can mismatch guys here and there. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know you're know, you going to see KP at the four some games, you know, with, with Gaff. You know, you're going to see Denny at the three. Well, you know, and that's yeah. what I like about the team. It's just so many different pieces that you can kind of, you know, shift. And that helps West out with coaching because lineup-wise, he can really game plan. That, that's what I want to see from West, game planning. You know what I'm saying? Like really mm-hmm. game planning against opponents. So I'm very excited. You know, especially for Rui. I, I really want to see Rui take a step forward this season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think that's why he kind of focused in on that strength that strength piece because you can say some some guys in the NBA at the four are big, some are small, some of you like that tweener size. Um, pretty much on the defensive end, a couple of his teammates have said, hey, you know, Rui has stepped it up on that side of the ball or Rui was making, you know, lockdown plays. So I just think for Rui, he, he, again, we he finally has an offseason where it was just – he can focus on just his game. 
And we won't know until we see the season. But all indications point to that he's up that part of his game as well. So not really worried until I see it, but had to take the guys that are on the court's word for it for right now that he's really improved in that category. And uh, with your previous uh, with the previous question, man, you need to hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. You know, their focus is something you haven't seen in a long time with this team. Yeah. You know, there's, there's always, you know, last year chemistry, you know, uh, having too many guys, you know, you know, in years past, you know, there's always injuries. You know, John Wall's injuries always became in the season with, you know, a lot of uncertainty. You're going even all the way back, you know, Gil, agent zero. You know, right. uh, so, you know, this is a, it's been a long time since we saw this team kind of focused, you know, and they're mm-hmm. realistic. That's another thing that I see in media day. They're realistic. They know where they stand. They know that the Eastern Conference is stacked. You know, yeah. you could easily, you know, me, Ed, we say this all the time, man. You could go down the list of teams in the East and you could hit 10 and maybe find the Wizards. I mean, that's how stacked they are. So they know that chemistry is very important. And the fact that they're already ironing out before you get into the season is a good, good sign. You know what I'm saying? And and that's, I mean, you touched on it. You said two things that I kind of want to go on. First was the, the KP piece, right? DeLon was saying this team is, is so big in certain areas that they can, the versatility of the lineups. You might see a KP at the four. You might see a, a Denny at the two or a Kuz at the three. Like, you can just throw so many. They're, they're, all of them are pretty long, right? So that's that's the one aspect. And then, as you said, with the East being so deep, granted, the Wizards got better, so did the Eastern Conference. So what's going to come into play is, like I said, that, that chemistry. Because um, we saw teams last year that were predicted to go to the finals or, a second round and they lost in the first round. So basketball, it's a long season, you know, things happen, but the one constant is the depth of the wizards, you know, right. Um, how deep are they? Um, weather and storms, you know, when you hit adversity, um, just bouncing back. A couple of guys said, look, well, uh, Corey in particular, right. The NBA season is so long. So if you have a bad game, you have to erase it. When in college, you know, you can kind of sit on it for a couple of days. Um, with the NBA, you got to get right back on it. And then, and cool said, it, you know, it's like, what are we building for? You know, what's what's the end goal here? We togetherness. You know, you want to just be in the trenches with your teammates. And I think little things like that just are reassuring for a fan. It's like, hey, they're gonna go to war. You know, you're gonna get the best effort. And a lot of them said we want to get better on the defensive end. We know we can put the ball in the hole, but what about the defense? So. Just hearing that word defense, defense, defense. Again, it's just reassuring that they're going to take that onus and that accountability on that side, just not on the offense. Oh, absolutely. It's good to see, you know, because that that's really the biggest issue for this team is, or really one of the two, you know, three-point shooting, which with the addition of Monte Morris and with a thrill, it's going to get better. You know, we're really improving the shot. You know, mm-hmm. Kuz took leaps forward last season with his three-point shot. And then, mm-hmm. of course, Bill, look, he had an off year, but let's be real. His is forte. You know, Bill's a three-point shooter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's going to get back to that, man. He's going to have a better year with that. But now you hit the nail on the head. You know, the, them coming into the season focused, you know, gives them a leg up. Because if you look at other teams that are top teams in the East, there could be issues. Look at Brooklyn. You know, are they going to play well together? You know, we all know how Ben Simmons is, you know, the mental capacity with him. And, you know, look, Kyrie, you know, <laughs> you know, so are they going to finally play together? You know, there's, there's, there's issues that could arise out of Brooklyn. You know, so, you know, Cleveland, you know, I mean, the list goes on. This, the the Eastern yeah. Conference is a monster, man. It you is. Know, and this is a far cry from the way it used to be. Because, look, the Western Conference ran the NBA for a while. 
You know, so now it's good to see, you know what I'm saying? It's good to see the Eastern Conference being loaded like this. You know what I mean? So before I get <laughs> too long with it, I'm, I'm going to hand it over to my man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, but no, uh, Wayne. I like how you brought. You said Rui could play one through five. I want to see. It would be funny to see if Rui played point guard tomorrow. They might as well let him bring the ball up tomorrow <laughs> in Japan and showcase and do everything. Um, so yeah, Wes, he in his, in his presser um, before media day, he said the three spot is wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been the talk of the town. Who's going to start? Like through the practices, I know you've been in a couple of practices. I'm not sure if you were able to see some scrimmages here and there. Uh, over the past couple of days, but what lineups have you seen them do? You just talked about a lineup too with with Denny being at the two. Um, who who do you think is starting tomorrow, and what what lineups have you been able to see that they started off in practice? So we we see towards the twenty minutes in to on, on into practice. So it's a lot mm-hmm. of you know shooting and um, free throw drills, three point drills, um, and then like a little like a, a like a suicide run, and then like take a shot. Mm-hmm. So really haven't got the scene the practices and scrimmages per se, but on, on, on a lineup basis, coach did say that three, that three spot is wide open. And he said, that is the talk of the town. Um, and I think that's what competition you, you want competition, right? But I think just having that three spot saying it's so open, it just goes along with how deep the Wizards are at that three position. Right. So it's kind of unpredictable right now. Uh, coach said he wanted to, he just wanted to bring that competition out. Now, as for as for starters, maybe you might see Monte, Bill, you got Kuz, KP, and I think you could see maybe a Roy just because of Japan games or mm-hmm. Will. So I think that's why I would lean right there. Is is maybe starter? We really haven't seen too much of Denny. He's working in from a groin injury, so. From that aspect, I, I don't think he would necessarily be starting for tomorrow. But those would probably be, if I had to take a guess off the top of my head, would be the six in the mix to start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so Denny, Denny's been out. Um, so Denny, have you heard any word on Denny playing tomorrow or at all or playing on Sunday? Not as of yet. I know Coach <clears throat> he just wanted to take it slow. Um, with Because that groin can be tricky. So. Mm-hmm. Probably won't know until they send us the injury report, but as of right now, I would, I would probably say 50-50. Uh, just, just probably earn on the on the caution side. Oh, wow. And if you had to pick or make a guess, who who do you think is starting day one at the three spot? Because I think who's going to be at the four, Zingas at the five, Brad at the mm-hmm. two, Monte at the one. I'm, I would probably – Will. Okay. And I guess for two – one is that familiarity with Coach West. And then uh, I, I know someone asked Will about, you know, that starting position. He said, hey, I kind of work all my life. And uh, uh, as we say, that competition kind of brings another side out of Will that I don't think Wizards fans really, unless you know him, and that's why it's, it's exciting for him to be here and just home with that buzz. I think talking to him, he's going to take this game this year to a different level. We have a Thing back in Baltimore called the Brunson League said they're mm-hmm. gonna bring that type of energy. So I would, I would encourage fans to kind of Google what that is, see that type of energy, <laughs> and that's the type of energy you're gonna get from Will. So that's who I could see starting this year. But again, and uh, things change. Coach said he didn't want to get in this who's starting and who's not. I, I not asked him this straight from his mouth. He said Roy has shown that he can start as well. So I don't want to, you know, kind of not 
give some props to Roy because he's shown that hey, he can he can make that leap this year as a starter as well. But if I had to probably guess offhand, that would probably be my my starting five would be uh, Monte, Bill, Will, Kuz, and KP. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, Will's you know the familiarity with the Nuggets, and, and you brought up the Brunson League. You know, in DC they got the Goodman League, they got the mm-hmm. Pitts League, so that's their you know outdoor. Now it's indoors. You know, the Goodman right. League was. Or the Brunson League. I'm not sure if that was out. I know it's in the, the in the Mellow Center, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Um, I know Will went there, and uh, Bones Highland was there this past mm-hmm. year. Some other NBA players played there too. Um, but my my last question too is is Denny. What's 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 he been doing? Has he he's been doing one on ones, and he hasn't played any five on five or anything like that, right? Not to my knowledge. Um, okay. He has, like, he's been off to the side, okay. doing like a shooting drill, and I've kind of captured a couple of that footage. And, and the shot looks good. He's mm-hmm. doing some, you know, uh, crossover work, dribbling work, um, stationary bike work. So what we saw in your basketball was very promising um, and encouraging. And as you see him in practice, he step, he's taking a lot of range shots, which is good as well. So I'm expecting Denny to take a leap with uh, the three-point shot, not just with that, but how far he is from the line, because we know, in this league, it's for like the three-point, you know, guys just extending that range further and further. And that's something that I've seen uh, Denny kind of touching on in this training camp. Definitely. Yeah, Brandon, you can go ahead. Yes, sir. So my question for you, mm-hmm. if you look at our young guys, right, Rui, mm-hmm. Denny, Corey, and Johnny Davis, um, which one of these guys do you see being a long-term behind the team as far as, you know, eventually getting an extension, being – with the team long term, and which guys would you move for a potential reconsolidation or a deadline? No, excuse me, deadline trade. So he said, out of our young guys. Oh yes, out of four young guys. Um, who do you see as a long term fit as far as being on the team long term? And which one of the guys would you move? You know, if you had to make a move at the deadline to kind of do it like, like I said, a consolidation trade. So it's, it's a good tough question right there. Out of our young guy. You you consider you consider Roy a young guy, correct? Oh yes, sir. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I feel like Roy is a is a long term piece here. Again, as we kind of touched on it already, any anybody that's willing to to defend one through five, anybody that's willing to again and attack on that three pointer, I just the way the league is trending, you need a piece like that. I think any any GM, any coach, any player tell you, you need a guy like that. From Kuz's mouth, I love that he said that Corey took a, a pretty much a year jump. He's like a year three player. So with that, he's, he's, he says he feels more comfortable. The shot looks well. Um, as who I would move? Oh, that's 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 hard. Um, a lot of people want. Young guys, right? So, if you if you're in a win now mode, you more often than not a GM will want your first round pick, right? So that would probably be Johnny. Now, we have to give him a chance to to see how he looks, um, because I that would kind of be unfair to him. Like, don't want to move Johnny, but we know GMs want they either want picks or young players. But that's and that's why that's such a that's that's a dicey one there. I think Johnny, you know, kind of got a bad rap a little bit because of Summer League, but he t- he took ownership of that, right? So 
he said, hey, I didn't have the greatest summer league, but my guys, my teammates still encouraged me. You know, Coach Coach Unseld and uh, Tommy said, you know, he's a dog. Like, he he wants it. Um, he's not going to shy from anything. So we, we and that is, we have to give him a time to develop. But that would probably be an NBA type thing where it's like, hey, your young guy would probably be the first to go, only because that's how the league is. But um, that, that we we want to give all four of these guys a chance though, before we and that we can revisit that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like you said, that's a that's a dicey question, man. Because um, I can see Rui being here long term, but mm-hmm. you know, there's been talks of Kuz being in contract negotiations for an extension. So, I mean, if, you know, we sign Kuz long term, you know. Do you pay Rui that money? You know, because, you know, I mean, look, like you said, he's a very attractive commodity. You yeah. know, contract year, you know, somebody could take that league, especially with him being, you know, contract year, but he'd be a restricted free agent, so we could still match it. So, right. you know, a team wants that, you know, that capability with a young player. So, you know, you can also argue that Rui and Denny, but both, you know, both of them would be the highest commodities on the trade front, in my opinion. But, you know, I could easily see Rui being here long term because, you know he's a young player. He's 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 improved every year he's been in the league. Um, yeah. Denny, you know his defense is already elite, in my opinion. You know he's shutting mm-hmm. down superstars in this league. You know yeah. his shot yeah. has always been the question mark. You know what I'm saying so. You know Corey Kispert, his shot really. You know once he realized that your shot release has to be faster in the NBA. You know he started getting the ball off faster, mm-hmm. and he you know he was hitting them. And Johnny, no, I hey, I totally agree. You know. Summer league, you know, you can't put too much in summer league. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you've seen guys who dominated and then got into the league and then they ain't on they ain't in the league no more. You know, yeah. yeah. So it, it's tough to really, you know, he was dealing with a back issue. You know, I get it and he took ownership. So, but yeah. I do like Johnny Davis. I think he's got a high motor. I think that he's got lots of room to improve, especially with a three-point shot. You know, mid-range, he's on point. You know, he's already got the dog. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Defensively, he's he's got the dog in him. So yeah. You know, I can see, you know, I mean, you know, it's a dicey question because, you know, the NBA, you know, it really depends on where Tommy sees the team going. You know, if if, if certain players in the team, especially the new additions, Monte Morris and Will the Thrill, if they take a step forward and we are in good position to be a playoff team, mm-hmm. you may want to move a couple of these young guys to get a piece that's going to help you over that hill. You know what I'm saying? So I agree. It, it's, a, it's, it's a hard question. And I think you kind of said it. Like, this team – it's just deep. I I think you can't. I know we said that last year, you know, the depth, but I think this year's team is really deep. And you may have times where we might not see the young guys play, or we may have times where, where we do. So it's just, that's why I said the excitement this year should be like, hey, you got a guy, Monte and Will, that have been to the playoffs. They played meaningful basketball. They know the coach. They're coming here, right? So they already know the expectation. They already know, like, what it takes. You add, you have Kuz, championship guy. He's played with some of the greats of all time. KP, when he's on the floor, he is a top talent in this league. I mean, the guy, they say seven three seven. He, I feel like he's like seven seven. He's, he's just nobody can block. We saw it at the end tail in the last year, right? He was he was getting the business. I know Wizards fans were like, no, we got to sit him, but you want to see what you got, and that's what Tommy said. Our free agency started last year. And the signs he's shown, you look at his EuroLeague tape, look at him in practice, he's just automatic from three, right? And then you just add in all these pieces here and there. 
another year of another year of Corey, another year of Roy, another year of Denny. Um, to me, and I just like this underdog. I didn't really feel it last year, but this year, where like Monte's like, no, everybody should have a chip on their shoulder. So if you're talking with this basketball in the barbershop, on a podcast, to your to your grandmother, you know, to your girlfriend, like if somebody's kind of disrespecting them, you should be like, no, like we here too. And that's why I feel like this this year is just is just something in the air. It just feels special about the team. Can't put my finger on it yet, but it just feels like you you kind of teams play well. Like they so they under the radar right now, right? You see one through I've seen list and they don't even have the Wizards in the play in. So as a competitor, you're like, oh, okay, that's that's how we rolling. And some guys might say they don't look at that, but you know they look at that. I mean, it's the world we live in. So it's like, okay, just another notch for you to disrespecting us. We'll show you. And I think the Wizards are going to surprise a lot of people. Totally agree. You know, like you mentioned earlier, you know, if you look at the identity of the cities, the DMV, be more in DC, mm-hmm. man, you know, we've always been slept on. You know, that's yeah. the thing, you know, we're kind of wedged in the area between, you know, you got ATL, you got Philly, you got New York. You know, we, we've always been slept on. So, you know, it, it definitely feels different. You know, I, I feel a high level of optimism with the team. You know, they're ready to play. They're ready to roll. So before we move on, I'm going to ask you one quick question real quick. Okay, for sure. All right. Um, Bradley Bill, as you know, he signed a Super Max. Now, mm-hmm. what percentage of a chance do you see that he stays in D.C. the entirety of his contract? Ooh. Man, Brandon, with the good questions. So when we say that, I'm going to say 95. Put it in 95%, right? Because even in media day, I mean, it was on the record. He said it. He said he wants to bring a championship here. He said that plenty of times. He And to quote him, I want to I wanna hold a Larry O'Brien here. I know people will say, hey, it's money, it's generational wealth. But he's been saying, look, it's on me from his own mouth. He said he's his hardest critic. I think a reporter asked him something about, you know, expectations. said, your expectation of, of me is, is not the same as what I have of myself. So Brad has looked like, look, D.C. basketball is Bradley Bill right now. And I know he, you know, he's inspired by seeing – the Mystics hold a trophy, and he knows that excitement that the Caps brought when they, he he wants that, and he's he's all in. So, I think with the entirety of his contract, it it is pretty high in my opinion, because just the things he's saying, um, his dedication to the community, uh, the basketball side of it, he he he's saying, you know, we've heard guys in the past say it, like I want to bring one here, but you just feel like he he really wants to, and that would be huge. For the Wizards to get a, a trophy here, I, I think it would be a parade for a month. Like the city, he knows it. The, the, the players know it. Like DC is, they're passionate. They want one real bad. And he's putting the onus on them. So you got to take him for his word right now, as a man, his word, um, that he wants to be here. He wants to bring it here. So I say 95%. Okay. And I agree, man. If we went to, NBA title, man. I mean, I'm gonna have a hangover for a week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I mean, what do you think, Ed? Oh, 100 percent. I mean, we we haven't even made it past the second round since 1979. So I'm thirsty. I'm yes. thirsty for a championship. The DMV that you can talk about the commanders too. I'm thirsty for a Super Bowl, a championship, 
all that. Um, so I mean, if he if he could pull that off, I mean, yeah, it would be a parade. They should shut down the city for a whole week. Um, they should let everybody have have a week off from work, all sure. that, all everything, you know, um, half off, uh, you know, everything. So I mean, but uh, I, I would I would be happy with that. It's 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 it definitely is a tall task. Like we talked about the Eastern Conference, uh-huh, for sure. It's just got it's is really competitive. Um, teams that you look, teams like Cleveland, you know, have really upgraded their rosters. Um, the Sixers aren't going anywhere. The Heat aren't going anywhere. So, but um, I, I love I love the message that I'm hearing from Brad. Same thing with Porzingis, bearded Porzingis. And we talked about you know looking at the rankings. Porzingis, you know, he saw that ESPN ranking him being ranked 86. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, that's... me and Brandon, we talked about that. That's very disrespectful. I get the injuries, but um, like you said, a lot of guys have chip on their shoulders. They're underdogs this year. They're heavily slept on. And um, they can use that, put put that stuff up in the locker room, honestly, as motivation. Mm-hmm. And I think the guys will use that. Monte Morris has brought up a lot too. So um I, I think I think they definitely can surprise some people and put put the wizard put wizard. We only got two national TV games, so that shows you yeah, what they think about us too, you know. So you know, but at the end of the day, the national media stuff, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. They just gotta go out there and, and, and make it happen on the court. And and I think I try to be a reporter to where I don't want to ever forget about the fan piece of it. Mm-hmm. So you're throughout the season, I always ask, like, you know, what's your message to the fans? Or, you know, how what should the fans expect? Because I think that kind of gets lost in it. You know, like, of course, these guys are on the court, but their biggest supporters are the people that fill up the seats, that um that come to the games, you know, and and with social media now, you know, the, the players feel it. But I think that kind of gets lost, you know, people kind of forget about, you know, asking about the fan side of it. And just at the arena, you know, just talking to them is, you know, they care. And they're really hungry. So I, I haven't seen it from like a fan perspective on social media where, you know, they're drawing back with other fans like, no, we have this player. We we have this, you know, keep sleeping on this. So that's why, again, I just said, when they say that DC family, it's a whole, mm. it's a whole ecosystem. And who said it on media day? You know, the embrace that he got from the fans kind of helped him out of a duck, out of a duck place. So don't, don't, don't believe for one second that like, you know, your opinion doesn't matter or cause they, they feel it. They, they see it, they hear it. So that energy at Capital One, for any fans listening to Lock On, it's needed. It, it makes a difference, you know, showing up. Um, it's, it's going to take everybody from the top, your management to your players, to the staff, but most importantly, the fans. And I think when you bring that passion, you don't want to see other fans kind of drown you out of your home arena. You just want to bring it and let them know, like, you know, we coming for you. you know, in a respectful way, like, when the opposing teams come, like, we're going to give it to y'all because we don't want people to think, oh, we don't care. So that's another piece of this that I think, which which you guys highlight, you know, that international piece and people that listen, like, you know, rep, rep your team, rep your passion. Cause the players they feel that so it's like it's, it's gonna take everybody this year definitely yeah but um yeah my guy brandon he put you on the hot seat a couple of times you know <laughs> with some with some tough questions there you know but we're gonna wrap it up here man wayne did you have anything that you wanted to promote any future articles or anything coming out um I do a lot of my stuff on twitter uh so if you want to follow me it's w-a-y-n-e-c-o-c-0-l-e <laughs> um just gonna do a lot of content uh you know, I might hold some Twitter spaces. Uh, just, you know, get the, the fans involved. Maybe do some giveaways. Because like I said, you got to give that support, right? So um, 
when, like I said, y'all have me on it, I definitely want to try to see how I can return the favor. Because, you know, little stuff like that is important. But but before we go real quick, just from you, ask you a question. Uh, just what's one thing you are looking forward to this uh, this year for the Wizards? Um, I'm looking at Chris Tass, man. I'm, I'm starting to Chris Tass propaganda train, man. I really think he's going to have an all-star year, man. I think, I think he's going to put up, I think he can average a double, double. Okay. Um, I, I think he can put up at least 23 and 10 boards a game. I think he's going to bounce back to what he did in 20. He's a guy that, you know, it didn't work out in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Didn't end well in New York. Um, I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. I think that 86 ranking, man, I think 86 and ESPN, 80 and, and CBS, like, CBS, he was ranked so low, um, and it just didn't work out in other places. But I think with this team, I think there's going to be some nights where he's going to be the number one guy where, you know, him and Brad, it doesn't matter who's the number mm-hmm. one guy, who's scoring the most points or whatever, who's taking the last shot. I think there's going to be a lot of games where Chris Tapps is going to be that – is going to be the number one option offensively on the team because when they – last year they were running the offense through Porzingis. That Lakers game where he dunked on LeBron was dominating – uh, hit jumpers over Russell Westbrook. There was a couple games, and I think he's going to stay healthy too. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm sending good vibes on that. Good energy, knock on wood. Yeah. I my bold prediction is he's going to play seventy games. Okay. Huh? Put me on the spot for it. All right. <laughs> um, Monte Morris pushing the pace. I'm excited okay. to see how fast this team can play. You know, if you look at Brad, he plays well with a distributing point guard who can push the pace. And with the improved three-point shooting on this team, a lot more shooters, I'm trying to tell you. You got Gaff, you got KP, pick and roll. I'm, man, look. Yeah, it's going to be a good year, man. I'm trying to and tell you. And we're tight. Yeah, oh, look. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Pull his hammer. That's right. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm telling you, that pace, I'm excited about the pace, man. I really am. I think Monte's going to push the pace. He's going to have a lot of opportunities for a lot of people to get touches on the team. So, sure. yeah, absolutely. Definitely, yeah. But thank you, Wayne, for coming on. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, Josh Lloyd. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You host the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you guys subscribe to Locked On Wizards on YouTube and hit the notification bell as well. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.